Welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 5, Episode 10, Behold My Evil Plan, the book, Red Harvest by Joe Schreiber, the year, 2012, chapters 36 through 38, with your hosts, Jeff and John, let's go. Give me a big old teased hair, Darth. I feel like he might be a little on the anime side. He's a little anime. Let me ask you a question, John. How you doing? No, we're not doing that bidding. It's a real weird, but I'm still teabagging him. Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars Expanded Universe novel discussion podcast featuring your fantastic host, John, and me, Jeff, the other guy who's also here. Yay! You know what, Jeff? Yeah? What's You're up? also a fantastic host. Oh, thank you so much. You know what? I'm going to flip it around. Normally, I shit on you whenever we do the intro, mm-hmm. and today, I'm going to let you know, you're a good host. Oh, that's so nice to hear. You've got, I wouldn't say the most, <laughs> but you're definitely a good host. Uh, who, which is the, who is the host with the most? I think that's Beetlejuice? I think he's oh, the, no, wait, he's, he's the, the ghost, ghost with the most. Yeah, <laughs> so, so that means we need a different person to be a think, host with the most. What, Jimmy Carr? <laughs> Jimmy Carr does have the most shows, I'm pretty sure. Like, Jimmy I think Carr of, works. Jimmy Carr keeps busy. And he has to. He owes a lot of money to the queen. <laughs> or or to put to as he would put it. <laughs> Pretty good, not bad. How we doing? I'm working on my Jimmy Carr. The rest of it's real easy. It's just a clip of British accent and then occasionally a donkey noise. <laughs> occasionally a donkey shows up. Apparently Jimmy Carr's life is like ours, interrupted constantly with episodes of Donkey Laugh. <laughs> Wait a minute, is this an episode of Donkey Laugh? <laughs> uh, anyway, we are doing chapters 36 through 38 of Expounded Universe's Take on Red Harvest, a zombie Star Wars old uh, book. What, what's, what, old, Re- <laughs> old Republic novel. I'm taking it back. You're not a good host. <laughs> oh, no. I really needed that little boost of self esteem today. <laughs> Uh, Things were going so well. <laughs> Everything was so good. I managed and then to, I opened my mouth. I managed to get out early, get some shopping done at Trader Joe's before the real heavy rain came today. Ooh, that heavy rain. Yeah, it was really rainy around here. Like, pounding. We had that, that... It was pounding. It was pounding. It, we, had, we had that flex, uh, that plexiglass kind of... Or no, it's like fiberglass. Fiberglass. Fiberplex? So we have that fiberglass like uh, cover thing for our patio. Oh, yeah. So when it rains, it sounds like there's just cannons going off back there. I love that shit. Yeah, it's it's the best. And so all, all day long, I've been hanging out in the living room with a little baby, like, reading her baby books and so on, and, and uh, listening to that just cannon fire go off back there. Oh, the entire day, I have basically just spent in bed being like, ooh, cold rainy day. This is the best. <laughs> You'll take any excuse to stay in bed. Oh no! Normally, I'm I'm in bed and I'm like, ooh, I'm depressed. But now I was like, <laughs> ooh, it's nice. <laughs> finally, I'm not depressed. I can stay in bed. Yeah, finally, <laughs> whether I like, now I'll do the one thing I enjoy: stay in bed. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I got to Trader Joe's pretty early. We also did a Target run. And I, I as it, as I do every time it rains, which is rare around here, I take Sage out into it so she can see what that's all about. <laughs> oh, what's this all about? I hate this. Oh no! This is. I, I feel like a duck splashing around in all this wet. <laughs> and when one feels like a duck, one is angry if they're a baby. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, ooh, duckling. Ooh, ducklings! God damn it! I don't. I don't want to say that out loud. Anyway, um, what's going on, John? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. I, I might. I don't know. 
I've been staving off the sickness that has destroyed everyone around me for the past couple weeks, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's getting to me. I am just down to the point where my lungs don't know that they're they're fine, and so I constantly have to cough anyway to no effect whatsoever. Yeah. My coughs are nothing. There's nothing in there, but you're just coughing because you're like, but maybe. Yeah, just my, my lungs are just unwilling to believe that they're fine now. Yeah, no, I when I got up today, I was like, I've got a little bit of a cough in my throat, a little tickle, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it means I'm coming down with something, but like everyone in the world around me has been dying and sick, oh, and God. it hasn't hit me, and I'm just like, oh God, it's my turn. Yeah, it's going to get you eventually, and you're going to spend four days in bed, and then... And then, and, and then nothing will have changed. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, that's good. That's I'm glad to hear you're not getting the sickness necessarily. Yeah, yet. I'm not down with it. No, you aren't down with that sickness. Indeed not. Okay, well, anyway, what's going on in the world of Red Harvest? Where are we? And where did we leave off? Well, in the world of Red Harvest, last we left off, Tolk had gone off by himself and now is running around with a newly assassinized HK droid. Mm-hmm. Who has suddenly remembered that... Yeah, he's he- got the restraining bolt off and now he's not all like, ooh, response, I think I'm a dude. It's mm-hmm. just like... Let's fucking murder dudes and kick tires. He's like, assertion. I know kung fu. Yeah. And, uh... Good to go. Hestizo went off towards the library. Like a dummy. And, uh, both Scabrous and Daleless were all nutty. Yeah, they were crazy go-nuts, and they were waiting in the library for Hestizo to arrive. Indeed. And Kindra. We we did a Kindra chapter. Oh, yeah. Kindra managed to survive everyone else in that party dying mm. so rat hartwig crab goyle <laughs> master junkus olive oil uh sweepy uh bundles mandrake <laughs> mandrake the magician travis uh, the phantom griffin <laughs> mark trail <laughs> all of them all mm-hmm, dead mm-hmm. but kindra survived and ran away yeah, Flim Flam and uh, Doctor Weird, whatever his name is. Doctor Weird, that's right. <laughs> I always forget Doctor. I always forget Vincent Price's character's Vincent name. Vincent Van Gogh. Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah, thank you. Okay, there we have it. He's also there and and has died and is dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's Vincent Van Gogh, of course. He's already dead. <laughs> he was born dead and <laughs> loving it. <laughs> so now we rejoin. Uh, to begin with, we're going to start out with a. Uh, a Hestizo chapter. A Hestizo moment. Yeah. Hestizo has made it to the library and is wandering around the stacks. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sele- or, or trying out Target Music CDs. You have selected a sample from Hestizo Moments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hestizo Moments. Caribbean Whispers. <laughs> Whale fucking. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I don't see those things in Targets anymore. I think CDs have just officially died. Oh, yeah. I loved that wall of, like, Celtic melodies. Mm-hmm. And you could press the button and then run away so other people had to listen to whatever They'd be the walking you... past trying to get to, like, baby clothes, and all of a sudden they'd be like... <laughs> Big band lullabies. <laughs> <laughs> Brass instruments. Up your butt. <laughs> 30 minutes of coughing. <laughs> 30 minutes of soul coughing. <laughs> just circles on the loop. Yeah, it's just circles. It's just a mixtape of circles. <laughs> yeah. Man, memories. Celtic memories. memories, no less. Celtic memories. <laughs> so, anyway, she's wandering the library. Yeah. Now, uh, she has a uh, quick flashback to 
talking to Tulk, because we only got Tulk's end of that separation. Yeah, and spe- seeing as how Tulk is the kind of character that speaks audibly in dot, 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 Yeah, uh, we needed more story. So uh, it turns out the reason that Tulk didn't go with wasn't just, fuck you, I want to leave, I don't want to go to the library. Uh, he actually said, look, I, I know a trap when I see one. This is idiotic. Why are you going to the library? Please enjoy going to an obvious trap. And she was like, not a trap. I can hear the orchid. And he's like, you're an idiot. The orchid's a zombie monster. The orchid has been silent until now, and now it's telling you to come to an enclosed space. You're dumb. This is dumb. I'm leaving. Peace. So he has wandered off, and we already established what happened with him. Yes. Uh, But she is wandering the library when suddenly she gets a... A, a premonition, a deadly feeling. Yeah, a deadly premonition. Deadly feelings. <laughs> deadly premonition was a game. I want to say. Is it? I want to say movie? deadly premonition was something. It sounds like the kind of movie that stars Michael Douglas. And deadly was a- premonition kind of sounds like it might also be one of those Lifetime movies. Oh yeah, Maybe where, a, like a where some Max. mom is like. My daughter! <laughs> oh, it could be that, yeah. I was going to say it sounds like a Skinamax sex murderer movie. Oh, sex murderers? Yeah. Oh, man, you shouldn't play one of those. <laughs> Deadly premonitions. Jamie Presley stars as a sexy murderer who takes <laughs> a lot of showers. Uh, eh, the dead J- Jamie Presley stars as a medium that helps the cops find a lot of showers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to picture the good names for those Lifetime movies where, like, I won't be, those, those, my daughter's autistic, you know, you might as well just be called that. Yeah. The, uh, ha- the like, my hard struggle mm-hmm. of a mother's struggle with a daughter who's fine. A tug of the heartstrings. <laughs> Not without my Gwendolyn. <laughs> Can, with the help of this sassy black maid, this rich white lady learn to deal with the fact that her daughter is slightly less than perfect? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So she gets... A a weird, like the book, it gets real, real bad when it describes this premonition thing that she gets. Does get a little on the purple side, just because it's like, ooh, I feel like a leather glove go across my face, and then it runs down my body like an intimate lover's touch, trying to seek out the soft places. And I'm like, okay. Thank you, no. No, you don't understand. The soft, wet places. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. I gave it the office. The soft, wet, sticky places. <laughs> oh, my butt. My butt. I showered my butt recently. I have not washed my butt, and I, it is wet and sticky. I need to wash this. I've been I, doing a lot of almost <laughs> almost solid farts, and, and, and frankly, I need to get this... Because I'm I'm at I'm at DefCon three before this turns diaper rash. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, I sat in a Slurpee recently, mm-hmm. did not wash. Mm-hmm. I've, well, I've got Slurpee butt right I now. I guarantee you that there is more than one park bench in this uh, school that has Hestizo's butt shape made out of sweat on it right now, <laughs> slowly sublimating into the into uh, ice crystals in the in the frigid winter atmosphere. Oh yeah, you're gonna get like little stalagmites of butt sweat in that cold winter air i am darth stalagmite of butt sweat i mean you'd have to be like stagall yeah you have to remove one letter or one syllable it'd be like darth stalagme <laughs> stalagme bro <laughs> i'm darth stalagme because stalagmites are evil i mean you could get darth agmite <laughs> I can see Darth Agmite, although people might wonder if it's from something else. Like, is that kind of like is that Magmite? Is he a Catamite? <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> it's Pikachu, Clefairy. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so anyway, 
after her her soft secret places are explored by deadly premonitions. She uh, spins around and is like, oh, I, she didn't know if she was going to be able to get her way out because she's like, oh, I guess I could just follow my footsteps if they're still there and then she turns around and there are two sets of foot footsteps because jesus wasn't carrying her anymore i guess it, it is then that scabrous put your ass down <laughs> so about 10 like meters off or so like the trail heads into a uh, sharp right mm-hmm. she's like oh someone's definitely hiding behind those books and out comes scabrous being like Hey, I was hiding behind the books. Yeah, I know. I could see your step. No, I'm sneaky. I'm super sneaky and Darth. Are you a Darth or are you a master? I'm a little unclear on that. Well, he's Darth Scabrous. Yeah, but he might be Lord Scabrous, actually. He might be Master Lord Scabrous. Yeah, he could be Master Lord Lord Master Scabrous the Dauphin. The Dauphin. The Dauphin. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's Scabrous Dufresne. (laughs) Uh, the Darth who crawled through a river of shit to make an army of zombies. <laughs> That's it. No end. <laughs> and came out a zombie on the other end. So he is on the verge of turning. He is gray skinned. He's got like hollow cheeks. Yeah, just like weird grimace Richter Mortis. Looks Rick- like Richard Br- Dreyfus probably looks at this time. <laughs> he looks... Like Richard Dreyfus has come out of hiding behind the books and is like, hey, I'm Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> You'd remember me from Stand By Me or Jaws. Hey, you remember me in Jaws? <laughs> what about Mr. Holland's opus? <laughs> Richard Dreyfus here. How you doing? Hi, Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> St- staving off the zombie infection. I'm ri- I'm Richard Dreyfus, but I don't know what he sounds like, so I'm doing a Paul Lind. <laughs> yeah, I was like, the, <laughs> the more you do Richard Dreyfus, the more it drifts to Paul Lind. <laughs> uh, I was in Jaws. I liked the shark. <laughs> <laughs> so Scabrous comes out and he's like, that wasn't, that wasn't the only Bruce whose mouth I've been in. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah, Scabrous comes out and he's like, hey, Hestizo, what up, girl? And she's like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's basically exactly what the book says. They're not even talking. They're just texting at each other. <laughs> Come on. Put the phones down. Let's have a conversation like real people and yeah. eat dinner together. Think about it. The world is falling into chaos. These newspapers have stopped conversation on the public horse trams. <laughs> ah, the public horse trams. Is that a tram for horses? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, for public horses. <laughs> for public horses. It's a not... public horse tram. Can't use your private horse on a public horse tram. I mean, you can, but you're, ste- you're, you're, cu- you're stepping down. Please, get your, your private horse off of this tram. <laughs> These are public horse trams only. <laughs> now, if you do have private horse privates, then... Private horse privates. <laughs> that is reporting for duty, sir. Oh, God, what happened? <laughs> How far have we gone that now that there is someone in the army named Private Horse Privates who is ready and willing to do whatever they can for America? He's so patriotic. <laughs> oh, I'm Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> Scabrous! Scabrous shows up, and he is, he's got control of the situation. Like, yeah, his backpack is all, like, 
bedangled from his chest and back. Yeah, because, you know, uh, it's very clear that he is infected, but Hestizo's like, okay, how the fuck aren't you a zombie already? And she sees the like the backpack and the wires and all that shit, and she's like, oh, I get it. Yeah, you've been staving it off with dark magic and stupid science. And now it's time for a uh, evil villain monologue. Oh my god, does he ever go deep into explaining shit? Oh yeah, he's like, okay. Even though I'm infected, I still have all my cool Darth powers, so I'm going to just like TK grab you, pull you towards me, and now I'm going to explain my entire evil plan. But first, would you like to use the bathroom? Because my force powers are telling me that you have an extremely sticky, wet butt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's like you sat sat in honey. Are you okay? Ugh, it's like you had an enema that was just sugar paste. <laughs> it's like you just sat down on a big pile of single-serving uh, jams and marmalades from, like, a, an IHOP. <laughs> jams and marmalades. Yeah, there might no be... Jellies. Sh- <laughs> no jellies. No jellies. Don't be crazy. She wasn't ready for that jelly. No, she's at preserve level. Preserve level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like the belts to a chain of Jedi's. Is what level of jelly are you ready to stick your ass into? <laughs> what? Private horse private here. <laughs> For going wildly off the rails. <laughs> Folks. So Scabbers is like, all right, now I've got you, and I'm going to tell you about the way that I learned of evilness. You're in a library that's been here for... So goddamned long. A thousand years. Old <laughs> oh, Darth Dreer. Darth Dreer. I'm giving it the apostrophe it needs. No, it's Darth Dreer. I know. It's because they took the Y off Dreary. Yeah. What a sad... This guy must have sucked. Yeah, that's the a... level of Darth you are, where what you're is... just like, oh, I'm not even Ooh. like Darth Villainous or whatever. You're Darth Dreary. It's like being Darth Oppressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Darth Pressed. <laughs> I don't feel like Darthin today. Uh, actually, for some reason, I feel like there's a Darth Oppress. There's Savage Oppress. Oh, there's Savage Oppress. That's y- right. Yeah. Uh, who's, but his who's name... a great yeah. Irish villain. I'm <laughs> Savage Oppress. He's, what, if, if I remember right, he's Darth Maul's little brother. Yeah. Uh, and his name is because Maul comes from a family where they don't bother even taking off the syllable. Yeah. They're just Maul, evil, Darth, fart. <laughs> Hey now, Darth Evil Lunch and Darth Fart. <laughs> yeah, they must be Sabrax because it's Sabrax. Yeah, they have their entire evil thing in their names. Yeah, yeah, but no, uh, Darth, Darth Dreer. Darth what do you Dreer. think? His, what do you think his favorite Cure album is? <laughs> is it is it Disintegration or do you think it might be Bloodflower? How much do you think he loves Morrissey? <laughs> is it Darth nothing because he doesn't love anything? He hates all things. But one time he did write Morrissey on a piece of driftwood to remind him about death. <laughs> so. Darth Dreer established this academy many, many years ago, and the library was the first building that was made. Right. And originally, he was using the Sith students as just manual labor, which seems like a waste of good Sith. Well, it's one of those things, those short-sighted Sith things, you know, like, where you set up an academy, you're like, yeah, I'm a Darth, so send me your students and I'll turn them into Sith. And it's only going to take, like, one or two grades before people realize that they're not you know, he's not farting je- uh, Sith back over to their planets to rule them with their iron fists and whatever. But instead, none of their students are coming back because they're getting worked to death building a library. Yeah. So that's what he was doing. And 
uh, there was a big thing of like, oh, everyone thought that he was working them to death, but oh, he, I, I guess he was working them to undeath. Yeah, he, he had, had a laboratoire. Yeah, he had a secret oubliette in which he he performed dark experiments. Ooh, the darkest of Sith rituals. Mm, well, along with his accomplice, Darth Experiments. <laughs> oh, Darth Spearmints. <laughs> Darth, he's just Darth Spearmint. <laughs> Darth Spearmint and Darth Wint O'Green. <laughs> oh, man, they're so chill. Uh, okay, so <laughs> anyway... Um, it turns out that this Darth Dreer character built himself a secret laboratory where using even more ancient master's teachings, because it's all just ma- ancient master teachings all the way back. Yeah, every even when it's like 4,000 years before the original trilogy, it's still ancient masters. Yeah, so ancient masters were working on The work on of the ancient masters. <laughs> Ooh, the greats of tennis. Of course I can understand you. I'm Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's basically Hestizo Trace to the Orchid. Mm-hmm. Of course I can understand you. I'm Hestizo Trace. <laughs> so, um, anyway, the Ancient Masters came up with a secret to immortality, and it was to make these dumb zombies, but there was an, a, a missing ingredient. Chemical X. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. It turns out that there was a, there is a path to immortality through this whole zombie plague, and this is when, uh, you know, Scabbers, who's explaining all this, gets the purplest he will ever be, because he's like, in order to unlock the master plan, I need to cut the beating heart from a Jedi rich with midichlorians, uh, it, it, right as the zombie plague takes me. And then the additional midichlorians, as I consume the heart blood, will give me the boost I require to overpower the zombie plague and claim my immortality. Yeah, because apparently the problem with it is... It keeps the flesh going, but it also immediately rots everything, and it starts with your brain. So, unfortunately, your brain rots, and all you're left with is, like, hunger and violence. Mm -hmm. So, while you're technically, like, your flesh cannot be killed while it's running through there, it doesn't matter because it rotted your brain. Yeah. So, his brain is still temporarily not all the way rotted, so he's pretty sure... That if he cuts out Hestizo Trace's heart doing an ancient Sith ritual with a holocron and a special knife, and then eats heart chunks uh, like some, with some dipping sauce. Yeah. At the, at the, he's, he's got that sweet and sour. And he also mentions a ton of midichlorians, so I'm wondering if Hestizo is especially rich in sweet, meaty midichlorians. I don't know. Cause I mean, her butt sure is sweaty. I don't know <laughs> if that connects... To to the midichlorian. That's con- that's what it is. Her yeah. butt is sticky with midichlorians. <laughs> that's how they. That's how you know. The I mean, he mentions that apparently Darth Dreer was originally going to do this, but he sent out like some guys to go get him a Jedi, and they failed. Mm-hmm. And I guess he had already infected himself before he had a Jedi ready for like consuming, which is. Again, very short-sighted. Yeah, especially when you're as dreary as this guy. Don't make future plans. Make sure you check each day to make sure that you're going to be okay to go out. Nope. Yeah, come on, man. Consider self-care. I know it's 4,000 years before 4,000 years ago. (laughs) But no. So yeah, Darth uh, Dreer failed and Scabrous plans to succeed where he fucked up. Mm -hmm. Because now he's got a Jedi to eat the heart of. Mm -hmm. And... Out from the walls. <laughs> this is getting, oh, 30 stories high. This is getting really, really fun at this point. This is like turning into an Indiana Jones zombie adventure. Oh, yeah. But this is probably the best, like, I would love to see this in a video game or a movie thing, mm-hmm. which is 
crawling like across the walls and coming to get Hestizo, like vines start to wrap around her arms and legs, and she looks. And it's the students that she exploded with the, like, when she was telling the orchid to grow. Mm-hmm. All of the vines and whatnot. It didn't kill them. Now they're just vine zombies. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing. And along the lengths of the vines sprout new little black orchids. Yeah. And the little black orchids are also talking to her, but they are insane. Yeah, they're insane evil zombie orchids. They're just like screaming murder at her. It turns out that when she instructed the orchid itself to grow, 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 it did, but it also made itself susceptible to the zombie plague. I mean, apparently it was just like, okay, I grew, and now I've grown, instead of just being part of this weird zombie, I have grown into the zombie, and now we are one. Yeah. So, like, the weird zombie blood is coursing through these vines and... The orchids are all fucked up and weird, and you've got, like, zombie students where their head is just this sprouting tangle of vines and flowers, and I'm like, this is great. This, this is, is some gross nonsense, this and I love it. Is, this is good shit. So they all they all wrap her up real good with their vines and runners and so on, and start dragging her wherever up. <laughs> well, to the ancient Sith laboratory that uh, Scabrous needs to take her to, because Scabrous can communicate with them like he does the the zombie yell thing and they try to yell back at him through the plants that are going through their lungs yeah and uh, basically just their wet nasty tops kind of vibrate but sure <laughs> oh, enough, i love a good wet nasty top <laughs> uh, um, so many wet people today what is happening everyone's wet and nasty today wet and jelly coated it's a hot wet nasty summer <laughs> except it's january and it's raining i know and also i mean even in the story it's like snow planet at this point yeah so anyway point these gross zombies are dragging her to her inevitable doom and she tries to reach in and control them because she's good with plants but gets jolted backwards by the toxic evil telepathy that they're that they're constantly jabbering in yeah it's basically like uh every time someone has tried to like touch the mind of an infected person and they get that like oh god it's all fucked up and it feels like someone's just slapped me with a big fish or something yeah she's like oh yeah no trying to do that was like dunking my head in oil and i just feel disgusting and it almost made me black out yeah that that did not feel good in my soft places oh my soft wet sticky places (laughs) gross what, your, your anthill? Yes, my anthill, which is soft, wet, and sticky for yeah, some reason. Yeah, she poured jelly on it. I forgot to mention that part of the... Quit pouring jelly on things! Damn it, Hestizo! <laughs> I'm just kind of worried that she might not have enough midichlorians. I don't know. And just uh, It feels like he was like... When he was describing what Darth Durir was all about, he was like, we need a Jedi rich with midichlorians. I, was like, well, I think that's just... why he was just going after a Jedi. Yeah. He's like, if I had cut out someone's normal heart, then it wouldn't have been... Well, you'd think that, that Sith are probably pretty rich in midichlorians, too, right? I mean, if it's just midichlorians... Yeah, but if you cut out a Jedi's heart, I think they've got... Double like, points. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, at that point, you're just like, yeah, but I'm a Sith. If I cut out a Jedi's heart, that's just cool. That's double points. That's uh, that's, that's twice the number of points. Then I get to show up, be immortal, and be like, dude, I got immortal by eating a Jedi's heart. How rad is that? Yeah, pretty rad. So that's the end of that chapter. Uh, yeah, that, there that, we go. That she is... gets dragged off to the secret laboratory. Yeah, the evil secret underground mega laboratory. 
And uh, then we jump over to uh, Rojo. Rojo. We finally get to see what's going on with him. Surprisingly little. He still has yet to have encountered more than one zombie. And he, again, starts out with, I I know I harp on this a lot, but his chapter does start out with some, some goofy text. The wind cried Mariah. Wait, no. <laughs> I, I, don't think, I don't think the wind was named Mariah. Is Mariah! Mariah! <laughs> It's me, Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> He's gotten worse. What happened? Now he sounds like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh boy, it's me, Mariah. <laughs> it's uh, me, Richard Dreyfus. How about some cheese? <laughs> oh boy, I was in Jaws. <laughs> Trace crossed a long, desolate stretch of nothingness between two featureless walls. The night storm barreling down over him like a demon with a debt to collect. <laughs> God, I love it. Fucking Rojo so much. Yeah, Rojo is basically Spider-Man noir in this book. He's so good. Just wandering around be like, the wind smells like rain. <laughs> and the rain washes away all that's evil. And I am the rain. <laughs> and I have been especially dry lately. Especially <laughs> in the butt. That dry butt. That's how you know he's the hero. I'm the hero of this story. My butt's like the goby. <laughs> Like this goby, a fish. <laughs> this fish I have that I have desiccated to indicate dryness. Yes. It's quite dead, you see. Just like my butt. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know, man. Uh, anyway, he gets he's still following the traces of Ro- of uh, Hestizo he can pick up. <laughs> and he's, <laughs> Trace. And he's kind of thinking about uh, like the, the one zombie he definitely fought already, that, that Blade Master dude. Well, he didn't fight a zombie. The zombie got the Blade That's Master. right. That's right. He's so like, he holy saw shit, a zombie. that was fucked up. And he's like, what the hell was that? I saw some crazy nonsense. Look, it doesn't matter what I see or what goes on. I just need to find Hestizo. And he's, yeah. And, and at this point, he's like, I don't even need to use my weird like telemetry, extrasensory perception because I am constantly hearing these disgusting zombie monsters all around me. Mm-hmm. So he finds his way into the top floors of the library as well. Well, first he has to see that there's a fire going on. Oh, that's right. Because he was headed to the tower, but he was like, I need some sign. I need to know that Hestizo is still alive because he hasn't felt her. Like, normally he can feel her presence on the planet. Especially her soft place. Gross, this is a brother. Stop, stop. (laughs) But he's like trying to reach out and be like, come on, are you there? And then he gets a burst of like, Help me! Help, hey. help, 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 help! Help, help, help! Yeah. Help, he helps! <laughs> and he's like, ooh, you are still here! And ooh, look, a fire! So he heads over there, and of course, he is the only place with fire on this planet is our good old friend Dale Liss, who yeah, was, Dale last Liss time is... was burning everything in the library. Yeah, he's, he's starting a big old fire with library chunks, and uh, that's the thing that Rojo has sent, so he makes his way to this big fire. Yeah. And I love... That he gets in there and he's like, ooh, what the fuck is going on here? It appears to be some manner of Sith library. And then Dale Liss clowns on him. Yeah, have a care, Jedi. And just like slaps the lightsaber away from him and ties him up and like spins him around. He's like, what up, bitch? You're in my world now. And yeah, yanks him 60 feet up into the air by his ankle. Yeah, Rojo's like, oh, fuck me. Oh, oh shit. What what is uh, evil tree? Okay, hang on. I uh, hold on. Okay, that's probably a netty. He's like, oh god, it's a netty. But you are 
ooh, baby, you're all messed up. Things are fucked in here. Because, you know, by the firelight, he can start to see what the fuck is going on. So he sees a giant evil tree trunk that he's being dangled from at the moment. And then... And Dale Liss is doing his best to be the creepiest motherfucker he can. Yeah. Where he just starts, like... Yelling at him, seek my face. Yeah, the zombie, the zombie plague got Dale Liss weird. Yeah, I mean he's not, he doesn't really have flesh like the rest of them to rot. So the way that it is sort of rotting and infecting Dale Liss is mostly that it is just destroying his ability to comprehend what the fuck is going on. Yeah, and so he, he's not, he's not like a zombie. He's not like, oh, I'm gonna eat this guy. He can still talk. And he also seems to have some individual individuality to him still. Yeah. He's not part of the herd or the collective, and he can tell that parts of him are burning away and, and rotting and disappearing to the zombie plague, and he is still pre- uh, present enough to be doing something, which is burning himself to death before he becomes part of the zombie plague. Like, he is burning everything down. He's like, well, I have been the curator of this library for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Turns out... Fuck that. I'm going to burn it all down. Mm-hmm. I will turn this into fuel. Do you understand fuel, Jedi? Yeah, he's he's gone nuts. So basically, he's just happy to have caught a Jedi, so he has someone to rant at while he kills himself. Oh, yeah. He's just like, oh, sweet. A dude that can get in my brain meats. Yeah. Seek my face, my dude. So Seek the, my face. And so Rojo's like, I'm here to find a, another Jedi named Hestizo Trace. And he's like, mm, yes, I have seen her. She's too. It's too late for her. She's down below. Oh, it's too late. She is lost, just as I am, and you will be. Why don't we burn together? Seek my face. Seek it. And eventually, Rojo manages to use some Jedi telepathy to reach into Dylas' mind, whether he wanted to or not. Well, yeah, because when uh, Dylas is yelling at him to seek my face. He's basically like, get my brain. Check me out. Do you think that I am lying? Check my mind, Jedi. Mm-hmm. And he does. And basically he gets some uh, some reverse visions of what happened in this room previously, where it's like, oh, we're looking back in the he, past a little bit. He sees he sees uh, Hestizo being hauled off to the, the library. And- well, what he sees is uh, fucking Scabrous finding the holocron. Mm-hmm. He goes, goes back. Way and, back. Yeah, he goes way back to... Uh, like the center of this secret library where Scabrous finds this holocron and begins mouthing like weird things that only he can hear. And yeah, we had to go all the way back to the beginning, 1974. All the way back to the beginning. I'm Richard Dreyfus. I'm Richard Dreyfus. The year is 1974. <laughs> it you- was me and my friend, Private Horse Privates. <laughs> we went with Darth Scabrous into the basement of this library. He looked a lot younger back then, but oh my God, his sideburns. <laughs> Why? Why Richard Dreyfus? Why are we doing this? Why do we do whatever we do, John? It's true. Why do we do any of this? Why don't we stop? Why Why do this? Why ask why? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, he, he sees a vision of the holocron being found by Scabrous, which is good enough to tell him where the secret library is. Yeah, because that's pretty much how he sees it is like following the root structure along mm-hmm. the library paths. So he pretty much gets like a mental guided tour of the library on his way through this flashback. Mm-hmm. So at this point, after he gets the full flashback and realizes the extent of how fucked he is, uh, he like snaps back to reality. Oop, there, there goes, goes gravity. gravity. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> it, 
and everything is on fire. Like, as soon as he manages to pull himself out of Daedalus's mind, like, his robes are on fire. There's fire all around him. Fucking Daedalus is on fire. Yeah, so Daedalus is like, all right, Jedi, here we go. Let's burn together. Here we go. You and me, we're going to burn together. Yeah. And Dale, or I'm sorry, uh, Rojo responds by going into hardcore Jedi mode. Yeah. He's he's just like, oh, fuck. Oh, God, I'm going to die. And then he gets another burst of, oh, shit, fucking cock dicks from, Ro- from uh, Hestizo. Mm-hmm. And it snaps him out of his, oh, no, I'm going to die. Like, so here's what he does. He takes a deep breath. The last he'll take. <laughs> he takes a deep breath and dies. <laughs> He takes a deep breath, the last he'll take for a while, and then he creates an airless bubble around himself with a shield around it made of the Force. Yeah, he just creates, like, a Force bubble. Mm-hmm. The, but, and the but, reason he makes it airless is so it puts out the fire around him. Mm-hmm. And also because there's nothing breathable left in the building anyway. It's all just smoke now. Yeah. Like, he gets down, and Daedalus is trying Funky. to get through the fo- uh, the Force bubble. Mm-hmm. And yeah, smashing into it with his mighty on-fire roots and so on. Oh, yeah, it's a great scene, mm-hmm. and he's trying to, like, find his lightsaber. And he spots it, but the Force isn't working because it's just too distracting. He doesn't have enough breath. So, oh, yeah. So instead of pulling the lightsaber to him, he pulls the bubble to the lightsaber. Yeah, he just sort of rolls his, like, little monkey ball over to the lightsaber, and... He has to get over there first before he can even drop the bubble because he's like, if I drop this and try to breathe now, not only is it basically just smoke, but it's so hot I will flash fry my lungs if I do this. Mm -hmm. I have to get the fuck away from here. Yeah. So he goes, he rolls over to the the lightsaber and then drops the bubble and force pulls it into his hand Mm -hmm. and... At this point, Daedalus is like, it's go time! Daedalus has lost his fucking mind, and he's just flailing around. So basically, that means the whole library is flailing around. Oh, yeah. He's like, I think this library is going to come down around me because Daedalus has just, like, hundreds of books in various branches that he's been taking to this fire. He himself is, like, squirming and spreading around and on fire, and everything's fucked up, and he's, like... When he tries to get me, he pulls his roots out of the ground and breaks that up. Yep, so what he does is he takes his lightsaber and he cuts down Daedalus. Yeah, he, he just, just slices the roots off. Mm-hmm, just slices the, slices the roots off that thing. And then and Daedalus collapses lifeless wherever he happened to have been. Yeah, he just falls down and I assume is going to be on fire and dead. Yeah, I assume he'll just burn to death and that'll be the end of that. So pretty much what he was planning to do for him, to himself anyway. Yeah. Now, but I'm not exactly sure how Daedalus gets... What does he do now? Not Daedalus. What, is, what does Rojo do now? He's still in his superheated fire. Well, I mean, he he says to himself, like, oh, if I have to go back through the fire in order to get to my sister, then by God, I will do it. Ooh, I'm so determined. Yeah. Ooh, I'm definitely a hero, and I'm not going to die the second I, <laughs> I get to Scabrous. And then, up from the ground, come more of those... Uh, tentacle vine zombies yeah, that the orchid just root pull zombies. him down. Yeah, they just yank him into the earth. Yeah. And that's the end of that. Yep. So presumably he's being taken to uh, to uh, to Scabrous. Wouldn't wouldn't it be great if the actual solution here was that Rojo's the one who's got enough midichlorians? Oh, yeah. He was like, oh, I've just been using Estizo <laughs> as bait. Rojo's the one with super midichlorians. He's a badass. You're just a plant talker. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You get to live through this. Ha ha. Ha ha. I'm going to have you watch me eat your brother's heart. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of uh, the second of the chapters that we're going to read today. 
And now the last chapter. Mm-hmm. The very last. It is time, motherfuckers. It is time to check in with Pergus motherfucking Frode. Oh, Pergus Frode, he got one chapter a long-ass time ago. Oh my god, I was certain that he was still going to be alive, Mm -hmm. and by god he is. Pergus Frode's the kind of name you'd expect to see in like the heavy metal movie. Oh, Pergus, I love you so much. Yeah, so Pergus, uh, he did exactly what he was planned to do, and he stole the flight computer from uh, Draenox that... Draenok was that bounty hunter we saw, well, oh gosh, a thousand chapters ago? Yeah, Draenok and Skarl. And Skarl, Skarl, the the, the Nelvanian. Skarl, stay back. Remember when it was Nelvanians? Remember and I, Skarl? And I was like making fun of them because I was like, that name sounds like they're after the animation company Nelvana. And then it turned out because you did a bonus content on them that yes, they, that, that, that is true. That is exactly why they're called that. Yes. That's also, that also explains that species known as the Deke. <laughs> Deke. <laughs> Sook Madeke. <laughs> and the Klasky Soupins. Uh, so it, it, he he awakens at the beginning of this chapter in a smuggling compartment of uh, Drylock's ship, mm-hmm. and he's very tight in there. And he feels super lucky because he's like, I'm pretty sure I'm one of the last people left alive. I've seen the zombies running around. Yeah, he was like, I took the computer over to my workstation like I was planning on. Then I came back over here to I do was, more looting. No, I was dicking around in there. Mm, that's when right. Yeah, yeah. A fucking zombie attacked and tried to rip the door off of my little booth. Mm -hmm. And his initial reaction was, run the fuck away from whatever the fuck this is. Yeah, he's like, look, I'm not not someone that sits around pondering what they're going to do. I am Pergus Frode, man of action. I mean, to be fair, run the fuck away from anyone who attacks you is a great advice when you work in one of these fucking crazy Sith temples. Oh, hell yeah. Where everyone's constantly murdering everyone else. And he's like, I saw... Something that looked like a corpse that was alive and it was trying to get into where I was. So, yeah, fuck it. I kicked out the little, like, plastic covering that was in front of my booth and I ran like a motherfucker. And then I hid in this ship. My first thought was I'd fly away in it. But the moment I got in here, I looked at the uh, the console in the pilot's compartment. I was like, oh, yeah, I just tore the flight computer out of this. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> well, that's that's on me. Oopsie doodles. And then he's like, all right, let's, maybe I can try to, and then slamming into the plastisteel, like, uh, cockpit thing, comes that zombie again. He's like, oh, Jesus, fuck me in the ass. Yeah, and he says it hits the ship hard enough with its fist that he swears he hears the ship crack. And he's like, well, that's impossible, but but just to be sure, I'm going to go hide forever. Well, yeah, because he looks out and sees a fucking, like, wave of Sith students coming that are all turned. Yeah. And he's like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> it's time to go. Indeed, no. And he goes and he hides in the compartment for the entire rest of the book so far. Yeah, so pretty much from before uh, Rojo lands on the planet till and now. And blinking, steps into the sun. <laughs> until now, mm-hmm. he has just been in this compartment. Like, when we find him, his legs are asleep. Because mm-hmm. he's just like, I've been in here cramped up and hiding for hours and hours. Yeah, he might be the last non-Jedi left alive. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Well, no, Tolk's still kicking around. Yeah, but Tolk's a Jedi. Tolk is not a Jedi. Tolk's a super Jedi. <laughs> no part of him is a Jedi. He's a footmaster with, with, with dank-ass hooves. Oh, yeah, but and he it, uses his midi-chlorians to dank up those hooves. Anyway, uh, Pergus is, ha- is hiding in his little hidey hole when he hears a familiar voice. Well, not really familiar. Well, he hears a voice. 
Yeah. How about that? He Familiar hears, to us. Because it's Kendra. It's Kendra. And she's like, hey, Froge in there? I know you're in there because I can sense you with the Force. Because I'm, I'm a fucking Force user. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, who the fuck is this and what? what? <laughs> he's like, hi, I'm Kendra. Can you, you got to let me in because, oh, fuck. Oh, there's zombies. And, and he's, he's like, God like, damn it. I always do whatever women tell me. Yeah, I love that he's like, the reason I even took a job on this dumb fucking planet is because I always have a problem doing what women tell me, and I wanted to just get somewhere out into the middle of nowhere. And here I am doing what a lady tells me again. Mm-hmm. But then he realizes, oh, wait a minute. It's not just because of that. I actually am sort of being controlled by the Force. Not that it can you know, do anything to stop that, because mm-hmm. I'm just Pergus Frode. I'm not exactly like, ooh, I'll resist this Force user. Let me roll my D20. Oh, it didn't matter what I rolled. Oh, boo. So uh, he gets up, gets out of his compartment, and uh, while he's explaining that the ship can't really fly because the flight computer's turned off, he does drop the uh, the landing. Uh, yeah, he's like, look, Kendra, I can't. The landing computer is gone. Like it's a super it storm matter. out there. We could fly the ship manually, but the crash in like thirty seconds. And Kinder's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. I'll guide you. I've got that. I've got that taken care of. Because I've got the force. Just open the door. Open up that ramp. And you might be thinking when he opens the ramp that she's just going to murder him and walk on past him. But instead, what happens is he opens the ramp. He looks out into the into the mostly empty hangar, and it's just dark out there. It's pitch black, and then." lightsabers start lighting up. Yeah, like Coachella. Just big, red... With lightsabers. Thick, nasty, turgid... <laughs> Veiny lightsabers. We already did if lightsaber dicks had... Where would the balls be? Yeah. Uh, We've so already done that. We know, we, we know lightsabers from wieners. Yeah. And he can see by the light of these sabers that there are zombies all over the place. But this is way more like intelligent and like actually having a plan than normal because they are holding Kendra hostage. Yeah, they're they're holding her off the ground. She's the, buoyed aloft by a bunch of zombies that have grabbed her, several of which are threatening to bite various parts yeah, of there's her. There's like the one zombie is just like holding its teeth to her neck without biting. Mm-hmm. But they I don't know where they got them, but like a shitload of these zombies have lightsabers. Almost all of them. The, the, the whole room is full of actively intelligent, not doing anything yet, except standing there menacingly with lightsabers, zombies. And so Kendra just starts yelling at them like, look, I got him to open the thing. Just fucking let me go. Oh, God. I did what you asked. But it's too late. They chop her in shiny chunks. They... they Bite her and slash her and... Lightsaber her down into, in, into basically soup. And, and, and that's eat her the, on up. And that's the end of Kendra. Yep. And, and then she doesn't even get to be a cool zombie. Nope. Well, I mean, she might. Her no, pieces they, are going to be infected. I mean, I guess, but they specifically mentioned small pieces. <laughs> so, you know, Pergus sees this and it's just like, close ramp. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that he just like looks out sees an army of lightsaber-wielding zombies murder a girl, and is like, beep. <laughs> I kind of wonder, can, can they just chop their way to the ship now with those lightsabers? I mean, you'd think they might, but I don't know how much... I guess they probably know how to use them if they're 
they have enough presence of mind to like turn them hold on a hostage. Off. I think at this point the zombie plague has switched gears. Originally it was just like, you know, run around crazy and infect everybody. Well, it's hive mind. Yeah. And once the hive mind's big enough and smart enough, they're like, oh no, we all, we all know how to use lightsabers. And we definitely, here's why we're even in this room. We want that spaceship. Yeah. Because we want to take our, our hive mind to other planets. And and so this ends with Purgus going, you know what? Maybe, maybe I can, <laughs> maybe I can fly without a computer. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Necessity is the mother of invention. Thinking about it now, I'm thinking maybe I can fly out of here. Thousands of years ago, people flew these things without any kind of navic computer at all. Also, why would I crash back down? Why wouldn't I just aim up? <laughs> just fly up, stupid. You dummy. <laughs> just fly away. But yeah, he closes the, uh, the, the boop, closes the door, and that's the end of his story. Yeah. So we are not sure if... Purgus will survive beyond this. I don't know why they're bothering with him at this point. He's it, He can't have the only ship in the hangar. Oh, he does. Roho's ship. Roho landed in the same hangar. Yeah, his, but his they, ships, there's, they need someone to open the door and fly because they they collectively can't so, fly. So Roho's ship is closed off. Yeah. So they needed all, Purgus to open that door up. Hmm, that makes sense, yeah. But thankfully, he closed it again. Yeah. Yeah, that that make, they, they don't have the wherewithal to figure out how to open Roho's presumably locked ship. Exactly, and even if they did, like slice open into the ship, then as soon as they get out into space, they're going to get sucked into space anyway, and it's not going to do anything. I mean, it won't kill them. No, but then they'll, they'll just be, float. be floating around in space. Yeah, they got time. <laughs> just that's, wait that's for something to come by yeah. and pick them up. Yeah. Oh, sweet bodies! I've been looking for some of those. Ooh, sweet bodies! I was going to start an exhibit in like Vegas. It'll tour. I'm going to call it peoples <laughs> well there's the there you go those are the three chapters this week these are some pulse pounding actions i love it also i love that pergus frode is still alive it means that my theory that pergus is going to get infected while he flies off planet and be the catalyst for the next book still still around i mean to be fair the next book takes place four thousand years later yeah but, but what's he, he gonna do die i guess so <laughs> so yeah pergus frode still a survivor John's theory still in play. He's a survivor. Mm -hmm. He's going to infect you. He's going to fly off. He's a survivor. Pretty good. Yeah, B, B plus. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, anyway, John, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen next? Uh, well, I mean, we're getting near on to the end. I think we've only got like one or two, seven, probably two more. Seven chapters. So probably yeah. two episodes left. Yeah, Two more episodes mm -hmm. left. And at that point. With seven left, we've got to have a confrontation where Rojo either immediately gets ganked or becomes a hero and gets Hestizo off planet. Because there's only two ways this can go. Either Rojo shows up and gets got, and then Hestizo is like, oh, balls, and then dies. <laughs> yeah. Or Rojo Hestizo managed to get off, maybe with Rojo dying heroically to get her off planet. Uh, one of those two things. I don't think Rojo leaves the planet. I'm. I mean, I doubt it. I'm figuring either he gets got or he dies to save Hestizo. Either on way, the way he, out. he doesn't leave the planet. No. Yeah. So uh, the other question I have for you at this point, John, is what do you think we should read after this? Do you think? Do you want to find out? I already have the other book in this series. Oh, I know. It's it's possible we but could, but the thing we'll, is, we've been enjoying this too much, and I'm worried that we're going to get. You know, we we might have become addicted to water. <laughs> We're addicted to good actual stories. Purple fiction. <laughs> oh, purple fiction. 
<laughs> We're going to read a book about the Purple Man. <laughs> yeah, the next book will be about the Purple Man. Yay! I want to read about the Purple Man. Although, yeah. basically, he's just a shitty Jedi. I mean, is there even a single actual book about the Purple Man? We'll pretty much just have to read the Alias yeah, uh, series. series. And I mean, he showed up before that as, like, you know, some random... Oh, guy. yeah, he's been around for a long time. I'm just yeah. saying, Alias is the only series about him worth reading. Yes, because before it was just, what are you? I'm a mind control guy. Yeah. Okay, so... So, yeah, we do have the other book in this series, which, the name of which I have forgotten. Death Troopers, I want to say? Yeah, Death Trooper. So we could start in on that if we wanted, or we can make our way back towards the world of, you know... Warcraft. Uh, dealing with Leia and Luke being a dumbass. I'd rather read a World of Warcraft novel, if I'm being honest. <laughs> what do you think, listeners? Can we expand expound that universe even further and just do other universes? Huh? You guys want to hear us read a World of Warcraft novel? How about one of those books about uh, in the Dune universe written long after the author died? Huh? And instead, it's like his crappy son and fucking Kevin J. Anderson. Yeah, that, we... I mean, that's it's another series of things that I've never bothered with. In fact, I have no idea about anything but Dune that isn't in like the zeitgeist of spice is a thing that exists and mm-hmm. there are sandworms. Mm-hmm. And I think a fat guy on a hover bike or some shit. For he is the Kwisatz Haderach. Yeah, the Kwisatz Haderach. Have you, have you seen the movie? Like the, no. Yo, you haven't seen the Lynch movie? Okay. Oh, no. I mean, I've seen bits of it. Mm-hmm. There was one point where it was on TV and I like turned it on and it was, I don't know, about an hour into that four hour fucking movie. And I was like, I have no idea what's happening. I don't know why Sting's in a diaper. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin's got weird eyes. I'm out of here. I'm done. I don't. I have no time for this. If you'd hung around for a couple more minutes, you might have spotted Patrick Stewart. Oh, I did. Well, I would, spotted Patty. Yeah, that, that might make you hang on a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. They've been casting the new one. The. Uh, the <coughs> yeah, we got uh, Batista in there. Yeah, Dave Batista's in there as Beast Raban. Beast Raban. Yeah, and we've also got Mads Mikkelsen's going to be in it. I think. Yeah. Bill. Oh no, sorry, it was Stellan Skarsgård. I'm sorry, and also Mads Mikkelsen. And, and Mads Skarsgård. Skads Mars balls. Skads Mars bars. Ooh, Skads of Mars bars. I've never even had a Mars bar. Aren't they just stickers in Britain? <laughs> ah! Oh, you. <laughs> Am I wrong? I thought that was what they were. No, nah, they're different. Oh, okay. All right. Well, anyway, thank you so much for listening, folks. That has been chapters 36 through 38 of Expounded Universe's coverage of Red Harvest. As always, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, I don't know, Richard Dreyfus, Paul Private Lind, Horse Privates. Pri- the story of Private Horse Privates. Yeah, that's what I'm doing for bonus content, the story of Private Horse Privates. It's going to be tough to look that up on any kind of wiki, given that we made them up during this episode. Oh, don't worry. I've been editing the wiki this entire episode. <laughs> I keep wondering when someone's going to make a wiki of our nonsense. I hope it ever happens, but it won't. I know. It's too, it's too nonsensical. It's, it's too much trouble. The best we can hope to do is get people to put us into other people's wikis. Yeah, which we have. Yeah, we, we exist on a, on a wiki or two. That's true. But we can do more. We, we, can, we can ruin more. more people's good times. <laughs> so, yeah. We, uh, if you go to patreon.com slash systemmastery and you subscribe to the $2 or more level, you'll unlock the bonus content for us here at Expounded Universe. And at the $5 or more, you also get our monthly afterthought. Ooh, it's so good. Yep, you get access to us on Discord. We've got private channels for the afterthought show that only the $5 subscribers get to. And if you're a patron at all, be sure to get on that Discord because there's also a patrons-only channel. Yeah. It's good. It's 
channels that we can check in more regularly than the general chat because it doesn't move as fast. Yeah, that's true. We, we are more likely to talk to you in those two channels. That's pretty mercenary to say, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, it is just because I can actually get in there and it doesn't say, you've got uh, 500 new messages. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Not so, going to read it. So there you go. Two, $2 level, $5 level, both unlock the bonus content for this here exciting Expounded Universe show. Yep. So if you want to do that, and go ahead and support us there. As a reminder, if you pledge at the $2 level, you're likely to give us about $4 a month. Yep. We don't we do not pull that bullshit that I've heard other people pull when we've got that per episode nonsense. Uh, it's it's usually twice a month. Once, once or twice a year, it's three times a month. It's because it's on a two-week timer. We never deviate. Yep. We play fair. We are good, solid. Think of it as trustworthy. S- Friendly, yeah. if all you handsome, want is handsome, sexy, dynamic, mysterious, perfect, mm-hmm. quaffed, <laughs> quaffed. Yeah, we've got great hair. Someone's quaffed us. Someone's quaffed. <laughs> Someone's quaffed us. I got quaffed. I got coffee here. Okay. Um, what I was meant, to, what I was trying to say is, so if you pledge us at the two dollar level for the for this content, think of it as four bucks a month. Yeah, That's we cheaper ain't than everyone you. else's Patreon. Think about that. Think about. All of the content you get. That's six bonus episodes a month. And that's nothing that you're paying. That's four bucks for that. That's so, less than a dollar an episode. I know, and you, you're supporting us here at the show. I, Thank you so mm-hmm. much for your support. We love everything you do for us. All the coffee you get us is great. We love it. You're the best. Great episode of Coffee Talk. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Be sure to find us on coffee. We're Vinny and Vinny, the Vinny brothers. <laughs> Thank you so much. We will see you next time. Until next week, I have been Elan Vinny Baggiano. And I love private horse privates.